0: That's John Lennon with the intro to Stand By Me. Uh, I didn't cue that up right, so we didn't get to the Stand By Me, but I hope we can all stand together t- in New Bedford this week. Uh, Tim's guest every week uh, at this hour are City Council President Linda Morad and Ward- and her guest this week is Ward 3 Councilor Sean Oliver. So we'll go to right- them right now. They're right there at the top of the hour. Good
3: morning.
0: Good morning, Council good President, morning. and good morning, um, Councilor Oliver. Are you there, Councilor? Good morning, Jack. How are you? Yep, yep. yep. So first off, I, I want to congratulate you both on your your re-election victories. Um, uh, Sean, uh, I've never seen anything like it in one term. You've scared away all the competition. So, congratulate, <laughs> congratulations. And no, and I, Lynn,
1: I, I, I appreciate that, and I appreciate the
4: opportunity to serve now a full term and uh, represent the members uh, of Ward Three uh, with uh, dignity, respect, and bring them the uh, presentation they've they've deserved for a long time.
0: Well, well, we're all looking forward to your first full term, and, and, and I'm sure there's going to be great things com- coming from you. Um, and co- congratulations also, Linda. I know that there was a concerted effort uh, to um, get out the long-term incumbents, including by by this uh, uh, writer. And so you proved us all wrong, and the people have spoken. So congratulations on your, your victory. Yep.
3: Thank you. I appreciate
0: it. Okay. So... Um, I, before we you have we have a list of questions. that uh Linda sends the list of questions every week and I think Tim and I both appreciate that because that's uh uh where we get to know what the council has been up to. We don't all have um the uh time and opportunity to watch every meeting, but they're they're usually hard work. Whatever you wanna say about the council is uh they are meeting from one end of the week. Uh, to the other, and and that doesn't even uh, count the constituent services. So we'll, we're we're going to get to that in a minute. But um, I, I'd be remiss if I, and with, you know, not dealing with my responsibilities, uh, Councillor Moran, If I didn't ask you about the remarks that uh, Councillor Abu ma- um, made, whom I know you've had. A difficult relationship with for a while uh on T- chris mccarthy's show yesterday uh about why he got up and left a meeting and didn't go to a, a second committee meeting so if you want to address that we'll address it if you don't want to that's fine too but i, I, I did want to give you the opportunity to address the, the things that were said
3: no i don't want to address it and i'm very disappointed that council Abu uh, feels the need to uh air the council's issues and concerns in, in the public forum so it's very disappointing it's um and no i'm not interested in continuing the conversation all i will tell you is that he's he misspoke or he misheard what it was the exchange was and that's all i'll say and as i said i'm not about to air the council's issues in the public forum um, and it's too bad that council avery took that position
0: all right. So let's move on to to uh the business the council has been um on this week. Uh, uh so th- this uh issue particularly interested me because I I always follow follow um the efforts to replace the new Bedford Elementary Elementary Schools. I've been um writing about it for years and the council um uh um, me see I got in the property committee, see if I got this right. Uh that you approve the loan order for the um, taking of the Goodyear site by eminent domain for the new Duval School. I did have a call this week who called who felt that it was the wrong decision because of um, uh, possible contamination, which I should say the committee that met to study uh, the site um, uh, had a report that it, it is buildable and is not contaminated. But um, the council did vote to um, take that site. So maybe you could talk about that, councillors?
3: Um, so, um, <laughs> so actually this,
4: this project is something that I'm actually very excited for. I actually, uh, attended on beat the ball school, um, through my elementary years. Um, I remember the good site when it was, uh, there and, um, you know, that was always a, um, you know, spoken of on how contaminated it is, um, through committee and, uh, Seeing all the reporting and all the testing that's been done, Goodyear when they left actually went above and beyond um, with some of the measures to make sure that the land um, would be, you know, properly treated and, and, and left, um, you know, in, in fairly good standing. Um, a lot of testing has continued to be done there, um, and as a, a uh, you know, a member of, a, you know, a resident of the South End for many years. Um, that was always a worry of mine. So now, being able to see that that land has actually been treated well and has been, you know, uh, been properly monitored, um, and that it is in fact buildable, um, you know, the, the council's very worried. We don't want to be putting, you know, anything, let alone our children and educators, on land that's uh, not suitable. And uh, the it's a, it's a misconception. That site is 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 extremely um, valuable, extremely buildable, and um, I think it's going to be very exciting. We saw some renderings of, uh, for the new building, and uh, I think it's going to really bring um, some new light to that area. So I'm pretty excited about this project. Uh, how about you, uh, Council President Mario? So, um, you
3: know, I share some concern about the site. I have lived through the debacle of the Keith Middle School, um, and that's project cost the city a lot of money and we you know, had to postpone the building of a new elementary middle school in the north end so i'm i'm con- i have confirmed in my vote the other night i said i hope i don't regret this vote but there has been as council oliver said above and beyond testing on the site and at this point i know i'm not an expert in environmental law in environmental science um, I have to listen to what the experts say. This type of testing was not done on the Keith site. So this level of testing was not done on the Keith site. So hopefully it's not a regretful decision, and you know, we'll build a brand-new school there, and the children and the educators will have a modern facility that they'll be able to be in for the next 50 years.
0: Yes, um, and in defense of that site, I should say, um, I spoke to Interim Superintendent Andrew O'Leary, and he said that the committee um, felt that this site was larger than adding on to the present Devalls, where there were also some contamination issues and um, that it offered the possibility for easier bus transportation in and out of the, uh, so that the, some of the schools that have been built, um, the, trans- the uh, as you know, in the North End, the Pulaski School, it's just very, very difficult um, getting in and out of uh, uh, it at that time. Uh, also at there this- are a lot of,
3: There are a lot of positives to this site. There's no question about that and that is true. Um, we built it in the current site. We would have had to take a taking uh, several takings as well, including some parkland, and you know, there were issues there as well uh, with regard to contamination. So hopefully, this is the better alternative. And as I said, hopefully, we're not regretting this if something comes up that you know were, was unforeseen.
0: Yes, uh, and uh, you know, as we know in New Bedford, these decisions are not easy because. Uh, uh, we're land poor and there aren't a whole lot of places to build these new schools. Um, I want to move on also at city property. Uh, you discussed, um, an RFP for the purchase of a small parcel of land on Mount Pleasant street that is owned by the airport commission. What, what's that about? Councilor Morag. So, um, it's uh, up on Mount Pleasant street
3: on the west side, west side, yeah. And, um, no, I'm sorry. It's on the east side of Mount Pleasant and a very small parcel, um, the Council City Property Committee in conjunction with the Purchasing Department and the Solicitor's Department put out an RFP. Uh, there are a couple of abutters. Only one abutter was interested. I believe the appraisal that came back said that the land was worth um, $75,000 or $85,000. I don't have that document in front of me. And the one of the direct abutters, Babbitt, uh, team, has offered the city $170,000 for the purchase of the land. They're planning on expanding their business. They've provided us with details of how their expansion is going to be uh, cited on the new parcel, and they're looking to add uh, 10 to 12 new jobs on that in the new facility. So it sounded like a good deal for the business owner who's been in business here in the city for a long time. Family-owned business certainly sounds like a good deal for the city. We'll put that property back on the tax rolls, and uh, we'll create some jobs.
0: What, what business is that? Dabbit Steam. Okay, uh, yeah, it, it's a, uh, Is a is a retail business. No, no, no. Um, I believe
3: they're uh, they do um, plumbing, not plumbing specifically. I'm looking for the paperwork while we're. Oh, Dabbit that's okay. I'm, I'm just always yeah. naturally curious. Okay. Uh,
0: my my reporting instincts. Um, uh, we can move <laughs> on. Um, in appointments and briefings, you discussed a demolition request for the tower at the former fire station at, at 151 Purchase Street?
3: We did,
4: Councilor. Yeah, yes, yes, we did. Um, so uh, for a lot of folks who don't know, um, you know, this, uh, this site was um, a, being looked at for EMS to go in there um, and um, once the fire uh, station uh, was closed uh, for the new public safety facility, um so we really started looking into you know uh the a the structure and the historical significance and um with the um uh, with historical preservation we looked into this building and um, although it was um historically significant the amount of extensive damage from um, weather and years of deterioration um, it was deemed that the though the building is still um useful. The, the hose tower, um, uh, really serves, um, you know, no purpose aside from maybe some storage and, um, some bathrooms that are located at the base. Um, but, uh, the biggest concern is the safety of the neighborhood. These, this uh, fire station is very close to some residential properties. Um, there's a lot of kids in this, um, heavily dense neighborhood, Um, so we're, we're looking to, um, a, make that, that property safer, um, while still, um, you know, uh, still maintaining the historical significance of the fire station.
0: Is is this the one near the Hayden McFadden school? No, no,
4: no. Um, this one is the one in the South end at the beginning of
0: um, the the purchase street. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very densely populated neighborhood, uh, because yes, that, sure. that that tower at the, um, uh, the you know, Hayden McFadden was um, uh, was used for um, honoring the veterans for a long time. I think a lot of people would have something to say if that one was coming down.
4: <laughs> yeah, I did have a few people call um, to ensure that it wasn't that one. Because I mean, it, it's it's almost like a, a pinpoint in the city of New Bedford. Everybody knows wh- uh, uh, what you know. Everybody's passed this tower. Everybody's seen this tower. A lot of people don't know its um, intended use or what it stands for now. Um, but uh, there was some concern that if this was the tower that uh, was in question. So I did have to clarify that for a few folks and maybe even some of the listeners. But, yeah, this is the the, um, the station that um, is at the beginning of
0: um, yeah, it's one, was it it's purchase 151, yeah.
3: 151 Purchase Street.
0: Yeah, but it's, purchase, it's, it's right. down yeah, there in that yeah. very densely populated area of, of the Correct. South End yep. Not not too far from Gom School, uh, so uh, I, I also have uh, on my list that you guys are uh, interested in talking about the um, uh, the items that the administration ha- has submitted for next week's council meeting.
3: Uh, sure, we can talk about that. Um, there is, I don't Councilor, I don't know if you've pulled their papers yet, but there's a couple of reappointments reapp- uh, that will be presented before us for boards and commissions. Um, there's also a appointment of a new associate uh, city solicitor or assistant city solicitor, I'm sorry, uh, gentleman, who's practicing in the city, uh, seems to live in Rhode Island, will have to ask that question. I'm um, assuming he will be either moving to the city or he'll be subject to the uh, 10% residency requirement, but he's um, being appointed or his name is being put forward to be one of our assistant city solicitors we have an opening there um, and also there's a request for a water well easement uh, from a couple who lives out in the Middleborough area and their property is adjacent to the city's water supply out in Middleborough and they're looking for an easement so that they can continue to grab water. We have not seen one of those in front of us in a while so I'm sure we'll have a little bit of discussion regarding that. going to pay the city a minimum amount of money just so, again, they can just have the easement and be able to have their well uh, obtain water. All right. we
0: haven't, haven't seen one of those in a while. So I'm sure that'll be a good discussion. Okay. Any, anything else that uh, you guys would like to talk about this morning, Um, that uh, things that are coming up? Council um...
4: Oliver, do you have anything? Uh, No. You know, uh, just to touch on uh, some of the uh, appointments that will be coming in front of us, you know, as... Um, Some of the listeners and some of the public know. You know, these are appointed by um, the mayor and confirmed by the council. And now, as uh, you know, I've I haven't had too many appointments come in front of me um, in the uh, time that I've served, but uh, definitely look forward to you know uh, getting in there and asking some of the questions to make sure that we have the right folks um, in these in these appointments. So definitely look forward to the next two years of that. Okay, absolutely,
3: especially since you know with regard to the zoning board and the planning board, uh, traffic commission, et cetera. uh, These are folks that we're basically delegating the decision process to. Uh, They're appointed city residents, they're not elected officials. So it's always important that we have a conversation with them, not only sometimes when they're originally appointed, but after they've served for a while so that they're aware of concerns and issues that have been raised to us as elected officials when various decisions are being rendered on those boards and you know we've, we've had that situation in the past um, we may have that situation coming forward with one of the reappointments i know that myself and a couple of my colleagues have had numerous conversations with residents about some of some of the decisions that are being rendered uh, by this individual and well you know i appreciate everybody's commitment to serve these people and the boards and commissions they do a lot of homework um, and, again, they're they're volunteering their time. And I appreciate what it is that they do and the decisions that they make. But sometimes we just need to have a conversation to make sure they understand that the community is concerned about some things as well. So.
0: Yes, I, I agree. It's a, it's a balance between appreciation for people who are willing to volunteer their time because it's increasingly hard to get people. But on the other hand, sometimes people can make some decisions that can get um, – uh, either people feel they're inappropriate or out of touch with, um, uh, what the community is interested in. Sometimes you do have to make an unpopular uh, decision, say on the zoning board or something, because that's what the law is. But, um, you know, if, if you're putting yourself forward into public life, you need to, um, uh, be, um, you're in the public sphere, you're going to be second guessed. That's the, the nature of the, the, um, the beast. Uh, before we wrap up, I, I would like to um, just ask, because this time of year, everybody's interested in who the next council president is going to be. I know people probably haven't finally decided, but I'm hearing the names of Councillor Carney and and Councillor Pereira being interested. Um, uh, would either of you want to share what your thoughts are about the next council president? I'm, just,
4: I'm worried about Turkey right now, Jack. <laughs>
0: okay you you've got you've gotten to the the, the slight the the, the the change the subject uh, skill is, is is you've already got it sean <laughs> yeah, no, I've, had,
4: I've, I've had some conversations with with some colleagues uh, it, you know obviously as soon as as soon as the election's over you know people start talking or whatever but um i haven't you know uh, i'll tell you i haven't committed to anybody and i'm still very open we still have some time so um, I, I'm very confident that my, m- myself and my colleagues will make a, the proper decision or, or, or at least a decision when the time comes. Okay.
3: I will say that I have spoken to Councilor Kearney. She and I have had a discussion. Uh, Council Pereira has told me that he's not, although he was interested originally, he is no longer seeking the position. I know there is another colleague on the uh, existing Nevada City Council today who has interest in the position. And um, I have not either committed to anybody at
0: this point in time. Has that other person announced publicly that they're interested? Uh,
3: I don't, know. not that I'm aware of. Okay. I, I'm aware that that person has interest, whether they're seeking votes or not, I'm not sure.
0: Okay. Okay. So, well, thanks very much for, for, for talking to me. Uh, they, those are, uh, are hardworking counselors, no matter what you... Can
3: we, can we just add one other thing? I think it's important that the public is aware that This afternoon, we'll welcome 15 new firefighters to the City of New Bedford's ranks. Uh, That's the welcome news. As you know, uh, we've had attrition in the fire department and we have had openings. And it's important that we have good staffing levels in the fire department because in the past we've had, you know, considerable overtime issues uh, because of lack of staff. So, we're happy that those men and women are joining us and we're looking forward to welcoming them this afternoon.
0: Absolutely, that's an important issue, and it was on your list, and somehow it, it escaped me. But um, uh, the yeah, overtime, just
3: for, just for the just for the listeners, um, we, I provide the list every week because it helps the conversation flow. And you know, this segment really is for about council issues. So you know, I know in the past, um, you know, the segment that was uh, held by my previous uh, predecessor in the council position role was more about personal issues. So I tried to make sure that we keep to the topics that are
0: important to the city council. Yep. Well, I appreciate the list that, you know, it brought some things to my attention that I wasn't um, aware of. So thanks very much for, 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 for joining me and um, we'll see you next time around. All Thank right, you right, a lot, Jack. Remember, be we'll derpy. Derf- derf- Let's be derpy. Okay. beat derpy. And happy Thanksgiving to all the
3: listeners. Happy
0: Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank yep. you. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, so that was uh council president Morad and, and Councilor. um, Uh, Oliver uh, uh, talking Um, I blew right through um, my ads And I'm afraid to play them So I'll have to wait till after the news Um, But uh, we have Ariel Dorsey coming up very shortly And uh, 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 After that the lines will be open I have a a quick You have to be very quick about it You're on the air and you have about um, A minute before uh, the, the half hour news Comes on
4: Good morning Jack how are you Good Doing a hell of a job again.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes,
4: sir. Thank you again for your service and getting the word out. But uh, these two people, they didn't do anything to sway me. A lot of good stories. Everybody's great. My colleagues this, my colleagues that. And they're behind closed doors. They're fighting and arguing and screaming. And that's all for the benefit of the citizens of New Bedford, Jack.
0: Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, thanks for your call. All right. So that's another point of view uh, of the councilors. Uh, I, you know, I, I will just say that, you know, you bring 11 people together. It's it's hard to always get along. And sometimes things uh, boil over. And um, you also have activists, you know. Uh, uh, I, I don't want to condone inappropriate behavior, especially in the council chambers. Um, uh, Councilor Moran said, The way it was recounted was not true. Uh, You know, Councillor Abu says it was true. I've talked to um, uh, Gilly Safioris. He says it was true. So, you know, I don't know what to make of it. There was no cameras going. So, uh, but the only thing I'll say is that appropriate behavior should always be adhered to in the council chambers. We're going to the news.
2: President Biden and Mexican President Andres Manuel López Obrador will meet today. The White House says the two leaders will meet on the sidelines of the APEC forum that's currently underway in San Francisco. Biden and López Obrador are expected to discuss the migrant crisis at the U.S.-Mexican border and what the White House calls a hemispheric-wide response to this challenge. Multiple reporters say Israel and Hamas appear to be near a hostage deal. The deal would free 50 women and children for the return of Palestinian prisoners. The exchange would coincide with a three to five day ceasefire. The reports have yet to be officially confirmed by either side. California Governor Gavin Newsom says the 10 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, initially expected to be closed for three to five weeks due to severe fire damage, is set to fully reopen by next Thursday at the latest. The closure resulted from a fire triggered by a burning pallet beneath a freeway overpass. United Auto Workers union members at General Motors have approved the new contract with the automaker. The vote was close with 55% voting in favor of the deal and 45% voting no. Ford and Stellantis workers also approved the deal. Carol G. is the big winner at the Latin Grammys. The 24th Annual Latin Grammy Awards were handed out last night in Seville, Spain, and the Colombian Pop Star was awarded Album of the Year for her LP, Minana Cerro Bonito. The album was the first all-Spanish album by a woman to reach number one on the Billboard album chart. And you'll need lots of napkins for today's National Baklava Day. Breathe tennis with more.
3: Today we celebrate the gooey layered pastry dripping with honey and chopped nuts. It's National Baklava Day. It originated in Turkey and was brought to Greece in the 16th century. It has deep religious roots. To be called baklava, it must have 33 layers of dough, as each layer represents one year in the life of Christ. But
2: don't eat too much. One slice, 230 calories. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. In sports, the Celtics have a pair of key players listed on the injury report entering tonight's game against the Raptors in Toronto. Jalen Brown and Kristaps Prozingis are both listed as questionable to play. Brown is battling a non-COVID illness and Prozingis is dealing with a right knee contusion. Al Horford is listed as probable with a left big toe sprain. New England has dropped each of its last three games, including a 10-6 loss to the Indianapolis Colts in Germany. The Pats entered this week last in the AFC East with a record of 2-8. Head coach Bill Bilicek would not commit to who the starting quarterback would be when the team returns from the bye new england is slated to visit the new york giants next week at MetLeft stadium and the bruins will be looking to bounce back from last week's overtime loss in montreal when they play host to the montreal canadians tomorrow night at td garden now let's take a look at your local forecast with abc6
3: Foggy start to your Friday morning. Take it easy on the road with temperatures in the mid-40s this morning heading into the upper 60s. Beautiful afternoon is in store with more clouds and sun. And then the rain moves in after midnight into tomorrow, first part of Saturday with temperatures in the upper 50s. Dry and blustery Sunday into Monday. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM.
2: I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station WBSM and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app.
0: That's Sacrifice from Elton John. uh, uh, Maybe my favorite Elton John song of all time. Um, It's a a song of um, apology and uh, 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 making amends. And um, uh, I just thought I'd play it uh, for no particular reason other than it's a nice song. But as it was playing, I thought maybe it was um, a good metaphor for um, the hard feelings that have um, gone on um, at the city council. uh, And... uh, I think that, uh, you know, whatever the reasons for them are, I think um, anger and long-term grudges and and desires for revenge uh, uh, don't help any of us. Uh, the psychologists say there's a, a fight or flight impulse among human beings when, when we are threatened and all of us are subject to it and that we either want to fight or we want to flee. Um, and I think that that being aware that whatever our differences are with other people, that 99% of the time those people are people that are people of goodwill and um, uh, we should put these issues behind us. So uh, I just wanted to say that because uh, that song Sacrifice reminded me of that. This is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light. Uh, I've been lucky enough to be filling in for Tim Weisberg uh, in his great morning program these last two days. Tim will be back on Monday, uh, Thanksgiving week. Um, Tim is out in Michigan at uh, an asylum uh, conference on uh, the ghosts and paranormal goings on at a a pharma mental health uh, inpatient facility in Michigan. Um, uh, I think... um, we used to have one where I grew up. Uh, it was called Danvers State Hospital on the North Shore, and it was built up on a big hill. And people would say, "Well, you know, when you if you really lose it, they're going to send you to the nut house." Uh, people spoke in that kind of a coarse way about mental illness um, uh, in that era. And uh, I don't know if the Danvers State Hospital is still there. I, I don't. I don't live on the North Shore, obviously, anymore. Uh, but um, uh, if it is, it was a a big ominous facility and um i'm glad we have a better way of of uh, treating the mentally ill now we have a call on the line so we'll go to them you're on the air with jack Spillane?
5: hey good morning tim how are you it's jack oh sorry that's okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know you were feeling it i'm sorry um you know I've, i've been hearing the whole um city council thing that happened and you know it I, I really think, um, Ian did the right thing, um, as a man with a woman making, um, if it's true, the, the comment, the gesture, whatever it was, cause I wasn't there, but as a man, um, he did the right thing to get up and leave because, you know, it becomes a very touchy situation in our society today, whether it's a place of employment, um, uh, something like that, like, uh, city council politics, whatever, um, where, um, a man, um, you know, the whole sexual harassment, um, whatever comments are made, you know, being a man, um, y- you have to really walk on eggshells, um, how you're going to react when a female, um, you know, turns around and, you know, again, if, if, that word was actually used towards him, um, that he can't, a man cannot react by turning around and saying, you know, this or that uh, to the female, because the situation would have been a hundred times worse. Now, I think that if that was another female that that comment was directed at, I think the outcome would have been a lot different. I think there would have been words that changed, um, I think you would we would have seen a much um bigger problem um at that particular time because I I think you know where I'm going with this because a female with a female, uh, you know, you can react and, and say back whatever you want, but um being a male and a female, it, it, it becomes a very touchy situation, especially nowadays. You know yeah. so I think I think um, I'm just going to interrupt
0: you, know. you, Carla, because I think you're bringing up really good points. But I, I am time constrained because I forgot right. to play it right. in. Yeah, yeah,
5: I just uh, I just wanted to mention that no. because I think people are forgetting. Yeah,
0: no, I I, those I think pictures. those of us who are men, uh, I I think it's a new era, and right. beh- we we used to run everything and everything was yeah. done on our and terms. Women,
5: you know what? And I think some women, they you know, they forget about that. I mean, I'm a yeah. female, and I can tell you. I mean, I've worked with females who you know, sometimes instigate things with men because they just feel, you know, the man's not going to turn around yeah. and say something. Yeah. So I'm anyway, a, I'll, just, I'll just leave it on that. Yeah. Note, okay? I'm a
0: guy with five sisters and I put my foot in my mouth many times over the years. And I will say that I think it's a better era that women can speak up and don't have to be afraid of men the way they used to when we ran everything. But I do think that you have to be very careful as a man that you don't uh, say something that you may feel at the time, but you'll regret later because it's inappropriate. Yeah, but I, I
5: also, but I also believe that the female, you know, can't take advantage of that Too
0: absolutely, so, absolutely.
5: I got to go that. to the I mean, commercial. Yeah, really, because I, I mean, again, being a female, you know, too, respect goes both ways. You can't just take advantage of that because you're a female, and now you, you know, you're going to say yep. whatever you want to yep. do to a male. Yep. Okay. Goes anyway, both you ways. have a good day. Yeah, okay. You Thank you very day,
0: much. Yep. Yeah, bye. Okay, let's go back right to the phones uh because we have just about 2 minutes before I have to go to the last commercials because I I devoted the first part of the program to um the city councilors. You're next on WBSM.
1: Hey my friend my friend Jack, how are you today? Good, good. How are you? Not bad. Hey um going back a few segments there, you were talking about the two girls and um and UMass Dartmouth um and the whole situation with um the the problem uh, with the, um, you know, w- with the uh, star store, et cetera. Now, you said kind of at the end of the segment that New Bedford, again, is not taken care of by Boston. And it sort of clicked in my head. You know, you can't have individual equity unless there's institutional equity. And I kind of think that that's like an article you guys should focus on with the state because – you know you keep hearing about equity and trying to level the playing field, but when the state operates the way it does, it's impossible for individuals to feel equity when the state and the institutions that it manages don't do it so um i mean these these two girls should sue this, the the UMass Dartmouth for their tuition back because they were provide they were provided a syllabus or a, a description of services um, they paid for them. And they're locked in, in a loan They can't even get out of unless they um, they can't even declare bankruptcy on federal loans. And um, it seems like everyone is sort of like, oh well, they'll get over it. You know, I, I think they should just get a good lawyer and sue and it's just it's get it's their it's money a,
0: out. It's an outrageous situation because they particularly need certain facilities, the kilns and things like that that are right. not available to them. It's I just right. can't believe that UMass thinks that they can do this.
1: But but this is this goes back to like the core principles of. DEI and equity, um, and is it's a fail because the world isn't built around this. I mean, and and so you have to fight for what you need. You would think that the state would provide what they say they're going to do. And this is, to me, it always is this giant hypocrisy when I hear all this crap. Uh, but at the end of the day is, um, you know, journalists like you guys should go right at the state and say, hey, you know, you can't have individual e- equity without institutional equity. And here we go again. You
0: know, and the girls prepaid for their schools. This is, it's horrible. $20,000, I mean, uh, $20,000 $20, to go oh, there. For, I, uh,
1: <laughs> I know I had two kids that went through the system, so yeah. I know exactly what you're talking
0: about. So anyway, uh, yeah. listen, you have a great day. Thanks okay. You. Good call. Yeah. We're going to go to one more commercial back and batch and we'll be back. Okay. This is Jack Spillane from the New Bedford Light wrapping up uh, the last uh, few minutes uh, of our morning program. We have a caller on the line, so let's go right to them. You've been waiting patiently, Carl. You're on the air.
6: Hi, Jack. We'll make it quick for the young ladies at UMass Dartmouth, ACLU lawyer. Their civil rights have been violated by the state, not uh, providing them with the education they said they would. And I would sue the head honcho, Maura Healy, the governor. Yeah. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I know you've you got
0: little time. Well, no, I, I, have, I have, actually have a minute minute and a half more, Joe, so you can, All you right, can hang on a bit. Ahead, but, but what have you got to say? But uh, I, I was just going to say that talking to these kids, and I call them kids because I'm um, so much. Yeah. You know, they're, they're in their early 20s. Um, I asked them about getting a lawyer, and, and, and they said, well, you know, we really don't have that much money. All our money is going into our school. And they did go to Scott Lang, and, you know, I I think that Scott has some thoughts. Uh, but but uh,
6: A-C-L-U. Their civil rights have been violated. The state didn't live up to its part of its contract by providing them the education they said they were going to.
0: But how is that civil rights?
6: Because the state didn't live up to the part of the contract, which they said they were going to uh, give them, and that type of education that they paid for.
0: Yeah. Well, I definitely think that they have a lawsuit.
6: I, oh, no I, question. I, I, but you might find it difficult getting a lawyer wanting to do that, because they'd be, uh, you know, a pariah for the, <laughs> for the state, uh, but that's the only person, you know, the only entity that might do yeah, it
0: for they, them. Yeah, they, they need somebody who's not afraid of anybody. And Maybe go after the, the governor,
6: because the governor's <laughs> responsible. She calls the shots. Me and... The fuller, the people that are hired to do what they're told.
0: Well, the governor should be named, but But, yeah, absolutely. but, but they have like, um, I think there's a concept called um, uh, institutional immunity. You know, that, that the, um, when you try to sue the government, you well, can we'll sue out. them, but the individual people, you know, I mean, you can't go after. Uh, well, okay, but the, gov-
6: the, the go- government is represented by the governor. Yep. Okay, we'll, we'll give her a national, uh, a national uh, sort of thing that she can push on. Yeah,
0: it's it's very disappointing, and I think she is not realizing how much this is hurting her in Greater New Bedford, because it is.
6: Oh, maybe she doesn't care, because we're out of the loop down here. You know, yeah. that's that's all it proves to us. We're yeah. out of the loop.
0: Yeah, I, I wasn't sure exactly sure what the last caller, who's a very...